What's up, everyone? This week, I'm hosting music artist G. Scott on the pod this week. G. Scott is a Gary, Indiana native, and I was thrilled to have him come on the pod and share his journey with music and what is life like for a music artist. It was a really dope conversation we had. Be sure to check out the visual to this content on my YouTube page under Dewan Marrero. The link will be in the episode description. Hope you all enjoy this episode, guys. Peace. Bro, thank you so much for uh, coming on the podcast, bro. I don't think we formally met before. No, we have. We have? When? We went out with, uh, with Johnny. How long ago? This was, um, I was still staying in Chicago, I believe. So this had to be like maybe 2015, 2016. Damn. Johnny always spoke highly of you. That's my guy. And, and school him Jonesy. And I've always saw your creative content, bro. And I've been a fan of that. And I'm like, let's check out your music. And me being a brother from Gary, hooping, and you doing the music thing, you're my first artist that I have on my podcast. So I appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate you for having me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Talk, Man, talk about this. You did a lot of peaceful protesting, bro. Um, how was that in the region? Uh, I was a... Uh... An interesting experience to say the least. Man, talk um, about it. Yeah, I, I haven't got a chance to go out because I, I do my thing different through the podcast, having a lot mm -hmm. of the bro brothers come on and talk about how they feel out there. So, yeah, I'm happy you have to elaborate on that. Um, I mean, I could start off by saying, like, um, I, don't, I don't try to label myself as, like, an activist or anything like that. Where I, I try to go out and be a part of different stuff that goes on in the community um, and help out where I can. I know that I've, I don't have the biggest platform of all time, but I've been blessed with a platform. So any way that I could try to help different people that do different things, I definitely want to try to do that. And this was one of those times where, like I said, I've never been to a protest or anything like this before. Yeah. And it was the first one I believe that was out here, the one that was in Hemming. And one of my friends, I saw her out there, saw a few other people that I knew out there doing it. And I was like, I don't know if I want to go. We got the whole COVID situation. I don't know if I want to be around all that many people. Word, social distancing. Yeah. And in the midst of all that, like time kept going on. I kept seeing people reposting and all that. So I was like, as an artist, I kind of felt like it was my duty to get up and be like, okay, let me, let me go out here and be a part of this. Yeah. And so I got out there and <laughs> it was yeah, a, it's like, crazy. I know it was a crazy experience. It's one thing to we always hear about like the, the old protests and different things, how stuff used to be. And you get an idea from like pictures and different things like that, but to actually be out there, be on that line where you got the police and SWAT gear standing in front of you and yeah, they spraying tear gas and all this other different the stuff. The niggas is wild. Yeah. I, I saw on your Twitter, you said you saw some, like, just bystanders get hit. That shit's crazy. Yeah, it was, um, really the situation was, like, they were trying to keep us from going onto the highway and going into Munster, Indiana. And okay. so, um, once we got to, I believe that's like 173rd in Hammond, they set up a police barricade, 
all the police and SWAT gears. They got the shields and the mask and all that different stuff. Um, get up there. One person, I guess, tried to go around them, but they tried to run through. <laughs> yeah. The barricade. And so again, it was like a it was a small girl. Like they could have easily right. grabbed her up and stopped her. They grabbed Innocent. her, and then one of the officers like sprayed off the the mace or whatever. And so it hit people that was like in that immediate section or whatever in that front line. And then like they're like a 17 year old, I saw a 17 year old girl <laughs> get maced in the face. Wow. Old lady get hit. Just older people and all kind of other different stuff going on. People running, people. It was a lot going on that day. It was a feeling of, it was a real heavy feeling. <laughs> no doubt. Now does that help you with your music? Um, I've actually, since going there, like a couple songs that I've done um, with the little EP that I'm working on right now, I've actually put some some different stuff about what's going on into that type of stuff. But um, I don't know. I've made a couple of attempts and it never yeah. really, didn't, if it doesn't feel right, I'm not going to do it. So the right. one one or two songs that I did make based upon that, like they, they felt right and I tested them out on some people. I'll actually send you. A couple yeah, of please, please do. Now, what got you into being a music artist? Like, I've always been a fan of people who do what you do. Because when you guys perform, you guys got to memorize. Like, I got to memorize plays. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and you guys go on stage and just, like, just spit you guys bars. And I'm a huge fan of that. So, like, what got you to be a music artist? I actually always, I didn't want to. It's not like I started off wanting to be an artist. Like, originally, I wanted okay. to um, design video games. Nice. Um, so What's I, your favorite I, games? Uh, we got Street Fighter versus, I mean, Marvel versus Capcom, Beautiful Joe, uh, Super Smash Brothers, all of them. <laughs> nice. Uh, nice. I used to play Call of Duty. Um, bunch of games. I'm, I'm really into fighting games and like first person shooter types. Mine was Tekken and Dead or Alive. Tekken, Tekken 2 and yeah. Dead or Alive. <laughs> yeah okay nice nice yeah no that's 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 ill bro so once you became a music artist how did you know like man i'm actually like good at this like i'm gonna really pursue this uh i mean in the beginning i feel like i sucked <laughs> no but like anything if you keep doing something over and over again or if it's meant to be then you'll eventually get better at it and so i would say i didn't really feel 100% comfortable as an artist till probably like my second real project. I think before that I had four four projects in total before that, but by that fourth or second official one, that was when I was like, okay, yeah, I can keep doing this. And that was my 1983 project. So then everything after that was kind of like just further confirmation. Like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna keep getting better, keep getting better, keep getting better. And then at this point right now, I feel like I'm 100% well, not, yeah. I, I can't even say 100% because I, I feel like you're always going to keep progressing and getting better. Right. But I feel like I'm the best version of myself as opposed to all of the That's old. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and I love storytelling. That's why I had the, the pie because, you know, I highlight a lot of influential people around our community. Um, mm -hmm. Like I started the top 50 from our community just because I was new to podcasting and I wanted to make sure that I do people who I was comfortable with. Like I wasn't going to tap into my network in the hoop game just for their status. Like I didn't need you for that. I know where I'm loved and that's in my community. And there's a lot of influential people we have. 
Right. So I was like, okay, let me continue to build up my content and substance that I put out there. And I'm like, now let me transition and get out of my comfort zone and start doing music artists. So that's why I reached out to you because I want you to be that first music artist that I have on the pod. And I'm a huge fan of Elliot Wilson off title. Okay. And I see how he get, and I love his content. And I was doing my homework on you, bro. And you open up for Big Sean, Wiz, Willie the Kid, Chip the Ripper, and Travis. How was that? Like, do you get it like nervous going on stage when you open it up? Like, how do you prepare? Uh, I used to. I feel like okay. I, I really don't very much anymore. Um, my first two shows actually were the Wiz Khalifa and Big Sean thing. So anybody that knows like old Chicago hip hop scene or whatever, there used to be a spot called the Wild Hair that used to have a bunch of hip hop shows and different events. And so my first show was actually, we had to sell like 20 tickets <laughs> and you yeah. could be an opener. And this was like mixtape era Big Shine. And anybody- Finally that famous knows, vibes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anybody that knows that show, I, I was supposed to open, but I didn't get a chance to open because another opener, they had so many openers on the lot, like the list that people were yeah. getting antsy. And so this opener, literally bum rushed the stage because he didn't get a chance to perform. Took the mic from, shout out to Hustle Simmons. <laughs> Took the mic from Hustle Simmons and then said, went off and went on this whole rant, said fuck Chicago. <laughs> wow. And he got tackled off the stage and they shut the show down. Damn. So literally the next night we left from Chicago, drove to Fort Wayne and I actually got a chance to open up for Wiz. This was like, um, this was pre um, Christian Orange Juice Wiz. But oh, shit. Still had, he still had like a really big following. And so uh, we got a chance to do that. And uh, I still got that video on my YouTube, actually. That was my first time performing. <laughs> you got a lot of content, bro. Like I was, like I said, I was uh, on your YouTube and your website. And I was like, how did you come up with like the G. Scott, you know, versus the universe artwork? Um, I've been a real big fan of Scott Pilgrim versus the world and that whole comic book and movies the comic book series and then the, obviously the movie. And so my first ever real project was called Scott, Scott Bailey versus the world. It wasn't really based on the movie, but I pulled some different things from it. And that was me first, my first time really putting out a project. Um, this versus the universe project was hundred percent based on the storyline from Scott Pilgrim. And the actual artwork just came from Pretty much like a lot of the different vibes that I was going on with the project was, obviously I had to do with a relationship. If you know anything about Scott Pilgrim and all that, he had to battle all of her exes and all of her other problems that were going on. Word. Um, the actual, part of me doesn't want to explain the, <laughs> the artwork. Oh, no, you don't have to, no, yeah. Kind of, no, yeah. It's like, it's a lot going on. If you see the actual moving artwork, it's actually okay. like, the universe is kind of coming from the woman behind me that's like twisting my hair up. So if you see the moving okay. artwork, she's twisting my hair up. So it's like, she's in my head. But then the way it's moving, it's like, it's coming from her and then the universe forms into that. It's a and so it's, it's basically thing. deep. Like it's, it's deeper than what people may think. They just see it, but you really have like a whole body of content <laughs> behind it. Not, like, yeah. who, so who inspires you to make music? Um, 
I would say the reason I started rapping was probably because of Lupe Fiasco. Um, and the reason I started making beats was probably Kanye. Mm. So in the midst of um in the midst of listening to them and when I was younger, I couldn't my parents didn't want me to listen to rap like that. They had me listening to like oldies and gospel and jazz yeah. and stuff like that. And once I got to junior high and high school, um I was getting introduced to a bunch of different artists. I used to sneak and listen to CDs. <laughs> right, I remember mom, those days. My mom, my mom used to clean up, um, clean houses on the side. And so she would clean up my aunt's house and my uncle has like a big CD collection. So I used to take my little CD player and I'd sneak and grab CDs and put stuff in there. So like, I remember sneaking and listening to the Equimini album and listening to Pharrell's in my mind or listening to uh, the first, I didn't listen to College Dropout first. I listened to Late Registration first. And then I got into Classic fully and then started listening to the other stuff. And I then keep once Johnny. I, once oh, no, I'm sorry to me, Chris. No, no my bad. <laughs> no, I was just saying, like, Johnny put me on to, like, the physical copies of CDs back in the day coming up. <laughs> he's like, he's like, yo, bro, you got, you know how he's, he's very mellow. He's like, yo, bro, you not on, like, getting, like, physical copies? I'm like, no, he said, you need to, you need to hold on to them. And That's I was, right. All right. Yeah. So I'm like the late registration, the, the college dropout. Johnny put me on to Kanye and the Pharrell and basically the music that I listen to now and Wiz. He, okay. And then that's when he put me on to you. And I was hesitant. I was like, bro, I don't, I'm like, I don't know G Scott. I'm not about to bump G Scott, bro. And he's like, bro, you got to listen to him. He mellow. Like he reeled down. And then when I listen to your music, I get the the Kid Cudi vibes, like the chill, definitely, relaxing vibes. Definitely, that's definitely one of my my big influences, yeah. And that, and that was the question I was going to ask you, was how do you describe the music that you typically create uh, for the new listeners that's tapping in? Um, somebody once told me that I shouldn't make music that's looked at like a journal. Okay. And so for a while I was trying to, I was kind of lost trying to figure out like, what well, do I need to go try to make mainstream stuff? Do I need to try to do this, try to do that. And I found that it's been better when I do make stuff like a journal because people can kind of relate to different situations. I've been through a bunch of crazy, <laughs> crazy situations in my life. And when I tell those stories, if I, even if I'm not necessarily talking about myself, I might pull from something that happened to one of my friends or something that, just stuff that's going on around me. Um, people listen to it and then they'll be like, oh yeah, this one, this one line, you said this, you did that. I felt that, like, I just, I really want people to more so feel the music than anything else. If yeah. you take away something from me at all, it's just about listening and being like, okay, somebody else is going through whatever I went through. Somebody else gets it, somebody else relates. As a me, when I listen to new music now, I have to listen to their interviews mm -hmm. so I can get a context of what to look for in their music. Because for me, I'm like, if I listen to a new artist and I don't know much about them, it's hard for me to like relate to their music. You know what I mean? So I'm like, let me get G Scott, vibe them out, and I love your energy, bro. And then it makes sense with your music why you just so chill. So that's that's really dope to me. Um, <laughs> yeah, for sure. If you could open up for any artist right now, who would it be? 
Um, I know you you named off a bunch of different people already, but um, I haven't. I know you said Travis at the end. I haven't actually had a chance to open for Travis. I would like to do a that type of show because that's the okay. that's the type of energy that I try to bring to my own sets. Nice, like a Travis lot of, Scott. I, yeah, Travis Scott. Sweet. Um, I indirectly opened for Cuddy before. I actually opened for Chip, um, King Chip, and he brought out Cuddy, and so that's where that came from. But they got a different type of type of crowd, like those yeah. people. They're 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 not gonna stand around and look at you. They're gonna jump right. around. They're gonna put. They're about to rage yeah. for sure. <laughs> it's uh, I believe when people listen to music, you have to be in a type of setting. Like if a new project comes out from your favorite artist, if you like them, obviously you're gonna like anything he puts out. But for me, I have to be in a setting to get the full grasp of like Travis Scott. Like I can't be laying down in a bed. Listening to like going to vibe out to Travis, it's just not going to mesh. I'm gonna be like, no, I'm not feeling this. So I I definitely uh, get what you mean. What advice would you give like the young niggas coming up that want to follow in the footsteps, being from Gary? Because I know it's hard. It's a grind out here. Um, don't overthink. (laughs) That's my that's my biggest issue. Um, and that's easier said than done as an artist because a lot of artists tend to overthink about. Should I put this out now? How should I do this? I need to have a rollout with this. I need to have all these different pieces, um, different pieces in place. And while you do need to do all that, sometimes I think I saw like um, some tweets from Russ or something like that. He was kind of saying the same thing where sometimes it's like, you got to get out your own way, get out your own head and just do it. Um, Not everybody, Obviously, it's meant to make music. Not everybody is meant to do a lot of things. But if you keep trying at it and you keep practicing and you keep trying to get better, eventually, somebody somewhere is going to like something. <laughs> I, I agree. And um, if you stay consistent, then eventually it connects. So did, yeah. did you hit that wall in your career to stop making music? Cause I know for me in basketball, I've hit that wall plenty of times where it's like, this shit's not going in my favor, but I have a great team around me to continue to lift me up. Um, I feel like what you said. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. I definitely don't feel like I've, I've hit a point where I want to quit, but I get those days where I'm like, man, this isn't working out, man. It's, this didn't go like I thought it was gonna go. I thought I should be further. I just had that the other day. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I got people around me that are like, nah, you, you're great. Keep going, keep doing this, keep doing that. Let's figure out this plan. Let's put this together. And then it re-sparks that energy up and then I'll be like, okay, let me go make something else. And then that's when I usually come out and make <laughs> whatever a song is that a lot of people like. So yeah, I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a vibe. I, no, I appreciate you sharing that because a lot of people they always see what you put out there for them to see, like on social media. Yeah, exactly. They don't know you waking up, and sometimes social media could be the devil. And when I say that, because you're scrolling at other people's lives, so okay. you may see somebody else shit and be like, "Damn, I know I'm better than this cat, but he's here." And now we get to overthink every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm with you in the basketball lane too. Like I'm nice. Like I gave this man buckets, but he's here. But I know God has a bigger purpose in my life and the people he allowed me to impact 
through your music and through my way of playing. That goes back to what I was saying about overthinking because we sit there and we look at what other people are doing and this person, I feel like I'm better than him. Why is he here? Oh, what didn't I do right? Why am I not there? Why didn't I do that? You can't focus on that. You gotta continue yeah, whatever path you, you're trying to put layout. <laughs> now, now did COVID stop you? I wouldn't, it probably didn't. Did it stop you from making music? Did it play a big impact with the social distancing and everything going to the studio? Or you was just like, fuck it. I can make music uh, I mean, anywhere. We moved the studio to my house. So it really okay. didn't stop my recording process and creating process. It slowed down some different plans that me and like my actual management team had um, for like projects and different stuff that we were going to be putting out because it switched up a bunch of different stuff of how we were going to be moving around. But um, the actual creation process, nah. I probably made, <laughs> I got enough songs right now to probably drop <laughs> five or six projects. <laughs> That's love. That's dope. And I, and I salute to your work ethic. Like I said, I've been following you for some time. And when I see you in the lab going crazy like uh, Rap City back in the day when, yeah. when Tigger was hosting it, that's how I be visualing you when I be seeing you on Instagram. I'm like, well, he in the lab working. Um, last question. Who are the people that shaped you to be the person you are today? Um, my parents, for sure. Um, people say I look like my mom, but I act like my dad. <laughs> Um, my grandma on my dad's side was a big part of, I guess, shaping me like in my upbringing because I was probably with her every weekend. Like I would be over there just with her and um, my aunt and I'm sitting there playing games and around her, like she was, I, I consider her like my first best friend. <laughs> no, that's dope. Um, she had a big part and just some of the people that I've come in contact with that are still, um, friends to this day. Like my, my brother Lyles, um, is one of the people that I consider somebody that didn't have to do a lot for me, but popped into my life early on as far as the music. And it's just been showing me love ever since. And I've learned a lot from him. I've learned a lot from it's a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, it's a village. I mean, it takes a, lot of it takes a village. Life, whether they're still here or they've left out of my life that I've pulled from and gotten, gotten different things from. So, G. Scott, thank you so much, bro. I appreciate it, man. Coming on a pod, man, and, and, and gracing, <laughs> gracing the, pro, the pod with your presence, bro. Appreciate it. I appreciate you again for having me. What's up, everyone? We are back. Hope you all enjoyed this episode with my guy, G. Scott. It was a pleasure again having him come on the podcast and share his light on what it's life like as a music artist. I will have his content in the episode description so you all can tune in and check out his latest project, You Gotta See This, featuring T. Clark. Guys, be sure to subscribe and leave a review. I will really appreciate it. Stay tuned for next week. Peace.